Amen. Amen. How many of you know that we serve a miracle worker? And the greatest miracle is not where I am today, but it's where he brought me from. You know, God's brought a lot of us from some dark places and um, taken us through his process. Um, God's a God of process. You know, a lot of times I think we, we, um, we forget that it's a process. You know, we get saved and delivered and set free by the power of God, and we think that sometimes that that's it, that it's one shot, but it's not. It's a process because if it was a one-shot deal, the value wouldn't be the same that you get going through the process. And so if you would turn with me before I before I turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians 1. But before I read, I'm going to pray. So if you would bow your heads with me. Father God, Holy Spirit, I just come before you this night. And I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity God, you've given me the opportunity to come in this place and be your mouthpiece, Lord, to speak for you, God. And Lord, I ask you by your precious Holy Spirit that you would take the coal off the altar, Lord, and put it on my lips and upon my tongue, God, and purify my mouth, Lord, that the words that come out of my mouth would be your words, that what I communicate to your sheep, Lord, your people would be what you want to say, God. Let what comes out of me be you, Lord. Hide me behind your cross, Lord. Let me flow with your river, Lord, and just be what you've called me to be in this moment, Lord. I thank you in advance, and I love you, Lord, and I ask you to begin to open the eyes, ears, mouth, and spirit to receive from your word, and I ask you, God, to plead the blood over this place, Lord, and just let your will be done, and I thank you, Lord. In your precious name I pray, amen. So if you would, turn with me to the book of Philippians, chapter 1. You know, it's funny, my, <clears throat> my dad asked me, he texted me, he said, uh, you think you can speak? If you, if you are not able, I'll ask somebody else. And, because, um, you know, he's my dad, so... He he <laughs> he knows me, and I was sitting in my truck, and um, you know, we came through breakthrough, and God did a lot of things in me. Okay. He healed a lot of things, and he dug some junk out. And um, and as soon as he asked me, the enemy immediately came, and he was like, "You ain't got nothing to say." You ain't got nothing to say. Why? He's just asking you because you're the only person that's left here. And the Spirit of God just came up in me, and he was like, no, he's asking you because I told him to ask you. So I'm like, okay, Lord, then if you told him to ask me, you got to give me the words. And so I believe he has. I've spent the time and prepared. And so Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this thing, that he, with ha he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. 
If you would, go to James 1. We're going to bounce around a little bit tonight, but I love using the word of God because his words are much better than mine. He can communicate in one sentence what it will take me a book to communicate. So James 1 verse 4 says, But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire or whole, wanting nothing. So God has a process for every one of our lives. Uh, We as people are like diamonds in the making. You know, myself, I'm a, I'm very into mechanical things. If you know me, you know that. I'm very into how things work and how things are made. And um, that's just how my mind works. Like, I look at something and I'm like, what's the process of how this thing works? And, you know, and I like to take stuff apart. And sometimes that's not always a good thing. But it helps me to understand how and why it does what it's supposed to do. And I believe that's why God communicates to me through things in the natural, because they parallel in the spiritual. And when, the, when my dad asked me, the Lord immediately brought, brought the thought to my mind, coal to diamond. And I was like, okay, out of the blue. And I knew that's how you know it's the Spirit of God when it comes out of nowhere. And so I was like, well, I don't know very much about it, but I got to do some research. So I did. Um, and th- it is a misconception that coal turns into a diamond because coal actually does not, but carbon does. And <clears throat> coal is made up of carbon, but it's got impurities in it. So first of all, we all know that we come to Christ and he begins to clean out the impurities so that we're pure. Now, that is a process in and of itself. But once he boils that down to pure carbon, then it is able to become a diamond. Now, the process of coal or of carbon becoming a diamond requires extreme heat and extreme pressure. How many of you have felt in your Christian walk that you've gone through some extreme heat and extreme pressure because I can tell you every single person in this house has felt it. And it's different for everybody. The process is different for everyone. Some, and, I, and you guys know me, I preach the potter and the clay, so you, you, there's a theme here. I'm a process guy, okay? Some, some clay needs to be beaten into submission and some clay takes a little bit less pressure just like us some of us God needs to smack us with a hammer and some of us he can gently move into what he wants it to be okay coal is similar not coal I keep saying coal it's carbon it's carbon carbon all right carbon is similar now in the book of Genesis Chapter 25, you can turn there, you don't have to, because I'm going to just, I'm going to read a little bit and paraphrase a little bit and, you know, so that we redeem the time. But in the book of Genesis, obviously it talks about Abraham's family. 
And um, <clears throat> Genesis chapter 25, starting with verse 22, says, And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. That's a promise. That was a promise unto her. And not only was it a promise unto her, it was a promise unto Jacob that he was going to be the greater nation. Now, you, uh, any of us that are parents, and I can speak about this because now I'm a parent, <laughs> any of us know that as parents, you tell your kids positive building things that's going to build them. I mean, at least we hope we do, because if we want our kids to be better than us, we pour into them in that manner. So, you know that Rebecca told Jacob, God's called you to be a great nation. Out of you is going to come a great nation. Why? Because he said those words from his mouth, which means that God used his mom to tell him that. So, he had a promise, and God has given us a promise that he's going to make us into diamonds. Okay? Process, right? There's, but there's a process. Okay? He's given us a promise, but there's a process. Carbon does not just wake up one day and, and is a diamond. Okay? It has to go through, like I said, heat and pressure. Okay? Jacob had to go through the process to become what God's final vision was for him. And what was that? To be the father of the nations of the tribes of Israel. But he had to go through the process. We as people try to avoid and manipulate the process. But unless you go through the process, you cannot become what God's desire is. If carbon does not go through the process, it will not become a diamond. And it can start the process, but if it doesn't finish the process, it will revert back to being graphite, which is a lower grade, lower quality, and it's not a diamond. Okay? Now, And, and I did my research on diamonds, okay? And I'm, get, I'm getting there. I'm, build, I'm just building foundation. I've I did my research because you know what? We need to understand that, yes, we go through a process, but God is with us every step of the way, and he shows us through his word that it's a process, but that he's the one that's in control of the process. He's guiding the process, Okay? Now, the process, I just said that we try to avoid or manipulate, right? The process to make diamonds artificially, because you can make diamonds artificially, but the process to do it requires exponentially more heat and pressure to accomplish the same process. And furthermore, the value of an artificial diamond is a fifth of the value of a real naturally processed diamond. The value is a fifth. They may look the same, 
And for all intents and purposes, somewhat to some degree, they are the same, but the value is less. Why? Because what we try to do is try to circumvent God's process and go through our own process. And what happens? It's way more heat, way more pressure, way more intensive than it sometimes has to be. A lot of times we go through things because we do stupid stuff. You know what I mean? The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Why did God say that? Because if we will obey and follow the process, whether it be God telling you to do something, God telling you not to do something, whatever, if we'll follow that process, it's a much smoother process than if we try to go our own process because it's going to require more heat and pressure to get you back into God's process. Okay? So, Flip my notes page here. Jacob tried to manipulate the process. How? He tried to buy the promise prematurely, right? We remember he went to, Esau came out from hunting, and he was like, man, I'm beat. And Jacob, because he was crooked, and he was a a surplanter, tried to manipulate, he was a manipulator, he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy the promise. So he said, Esau, you're tired, you're hungry. How about this? I got this soup cooking. I'll give you a bowl, but you got to give me your birthright. And you know, Esau was not the smartest tool in the shed, and he was like, what's a birthright to me? Sure, give me the soup. I'm hungry. I'm going to die, right? A lot of times when we're going through the process, we're like, God, I'm going to die. And God's like, you're not going to die. Just keep going through the process, right? Because the process is not meant to kill you. The process is meant to make you into what he's called you to be. Just remember that. A lot of times when we're going through the process, we think that God's trying to kill us, but he's not. He wants to make you into something that he's called you to be, okay? He tried to buy the promise prematurely. He tried to trick his way to the promise, right? (laughs) And you know what? Every time you try to trick your way into the process, somebody's always there to help you, right? What happened? His mom overheard his dad tell Esau, bring me some venison, because he knew Esau's a hunter. So he said, bring me some of that good stuff that you kill, right? And you know what, the, I just, <laughs> the, yeah, wow. That required blood, right? And he had to get his hands dirty to do that, but they didn't go through that process like he did, like Esau did to get that. They went another way, and that's what we try to do. We try to go another way, but he tricked his way, and you know what? Not only, here's the thing. They didn't give him venison. They gave him, la- they gave him goat. Right? He wanted venison, but what happened? They gave him goat, which was not what he asked for, which is a, a fraudulent thing. Not only that, and then he was like, hey, but look, okay, I'm smooth-skinned. I'm not hairy, but Esau's a bear. He's a, the Bible says he, was a, he came out of the womb with a full coat of hair, red hair. You know, people always mess with me because I've got red facial hair, but he came out 
red with hair. And he was like, Mom, this dude's hairy, and I'm not. How are we going to trick him? And somebody helped him to circumvent the plan, right? And he tricked his father and got the blessing. But you know what? I believe that if, if he would have just been obedient to God and followed the process, he still would have got the blessing. He still would have got what God ordained for him to have. But because he was crooked and tried to bounce around and worm his way into the promise, he did a lot of things that caused him to have to go through an even harder process. Okay? And it wasn't until he was faced with the heat and pressure from Laban and Esau with 400 men that he submitted to God's process and became the diamond called Israel. Okay? Because if you go through the, and I'll tell you guys, I've been blasting through the book of Genesis all week, okay? So it's fresh for me. And I'm hoping that it, I'll communicate that to you, okay? But Jacob went and he sent everybody away. Because he knew if Esau gets a hold of all of us, he's going to kill us all. So he sent his family away. And he went away alone. And he cried out to God. Because he realized, God, I've been fighting against your process this whole time. And my actions have caused an even harder process to have to, for me to have to go through. And he got on his face and he cried out to God. And what happened? A, the Bible says a man, a lot of people believe that it was Jesus. I don't know. I, I know it was an angel. And that angel came down and fought with him all night long. Why? Because he didn't want to go through God's process. He fought with God all night long. God said, this is the way. And he's like, this is not the way, God. And he said, yes, it is. And he says, no, God. And God says, what's your name? Who are you? What are you all about? And he had to stop and be real with God and say, this is me, God. I'm Jacob. I'm crooked. I'm a surplanter. I'm a trickster. And God said, you're right. You are, but not anymore. Because now you're, you're at the place where you'll go through my process so you're not a trickster anymore. You're not a liar anymore. You're not a circumventor of God's plan anymore. But now you're Israel. Okay? And that's what God wants to do in us. A lot of times we try to manipulate his plan. And you might be like, what are you talking about? I'll tell you. Spirit of God will tell you, go talk to that person. Oh, God, I can't talk to him. Look, they're in the, they're in the line. I can't talk to them. Oh, they're on the phone. I can't tell you how many times I've used that one. I've said, God's like, go talk to that person. I'm like, God, they're on the phone. I don't want to interrupt them. Okay? And you know what happens? Every single time I say that, five seconds after I walk, start walking away, they get off the phone. Every time. Okay? And we're part of God's process in other people's lives. We're part of that pressure and part of that heat, right? Okay? So by us not being obedient and not letting God take us through his process, we're not taking other people through their process, okay? But, or we say this, God says, I want you to give some more. And we say, God, I can't afford it. God, I don't have the extra money, which is a lie. It is. You know why? Because you do have the money. You just spend it on something else. And I'm as guilty as anybody. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm pointing fingers at myself. Okay? 
But you know what? When you submit to the process, every time God comes through, every time, it doesn't matter. If every, I'm telling you, today, okay, and I'm not saying this to say look at me. I'm telling you because God knows. Today, I was standing in line to get my food, and I, as soon as I walked up to the counter, there's a guy serving me. And I knew the Lord wanted me to talk to him. I already knew. And so I was like, ah, I kind of, uh, you know, bounced it around in my mind. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. So I went through the line, and I paid. And I'm walking out, and the Lord was like, do what I told you to do, dude. And I'm like, because that's how God talks to me, okay? <laughs> All right? God's like, God's like, come on, bro. And I'm not being disrespectful to the Lord, okay? Because God communicates to us the way that we'll understand and the way that we'll hear it. And it may not be how he talks to somebody else, but God has to talk to me like a little kid because I am a little kid. Okay, I'm his child. We're the children of God. So sometimes he has to talk to us like little kids. And he was like, do what I told you to do. So I went back in and I did what I was supposed to do. I left and, went, and I was going, coming here during my lunchtime and I left and I went back to go away to go back to work and there were two major horrible car accidents okay bad and the lord just dropped the thought on my mind he goes if you would not have listened to me that would have been you now god protects us okay but what did i say obedience is better than sacrifice okay trust me I, I, it's much better that I didn't have to go through that because then you got to go through the process of finding another vehicle or whatever, and that's not a fun process, okay? I'm, I'm teasing to a degree, but you get what I'm saying. So, diamonds are made two specific ways, okay? The first way is deep within the earth's core or in the crust, and through intense heat and pressure, carbon particles bond together and are forced out through, an, uh, through a volcano, and they are erupted onto the surface as diamonds. Now, something else that I found out in my research, which I thought was awesome, is this. It takes more than one carbon particle to make a diamond, right? Because they got a bond. That's how atoms work. Well... In order for the process to begin, it takes one um, atom of carbon to bond with four other atoms of carbon. And the Lord just brought it to my mind. That's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and the process. Four particles bond together with you and become diamonds. <laughs> okay? <clears throat> The element of carbon within you and I must undergo God's process if we are to become diamonds. Jacob was a trickster and crooked. God had to process that out of him in order for him to become a diamond. The second way is through what's called a subduction zone. Okay, That's where an oceanic plate goes underneath a tectonic plate and the water flows under there and creates the environment for that, those carbon particles to be created. Okay, now, through that process requires a far less amount of heat 
and pressure to create diamonds. Another member of Abraham's family also had to go through the process to become what God called him to be. And that was Joseph. Okay? Now, Joseph was a little bit different. Joseph was obedient to God. He was obedient to the process. And yes, he went through some hard things, but the end result was even greater than that of his father because he didn't try to circumvent the process. Joseph, and see, here's the thing about the subduction zone. When that water goes down under the crust, it brings deposits with it that turn into carbon. So sometimes God has to go down in and deposit things into us so that he can create us, uh, make us a diamond, okay? Whether that be before we come to Christ, people come and talk to us and share with us the gospel, that's God going into that subduction zone and dropping particles, okay? But sometimes God himself does it. Well, he always does it, but you get what I'm saying. God gave Joseph a dream, and he imparted into him what he was going to become. That's the promise, okay? There's a promise, there's, there is the process, and there's a purpose, okay? God does nothing in vain. He does not take us through the process for nothing. There's a purpose, okay? So, Joseph went through, this, through some subduction zones in his life. He was hated and rejected by his own brothers who threw him in a pit. Who, let me rewind. Who wanted to kill him, but by the grace of God decided to throw him in a pit and then pulled him out of the pit, sold him into slavery, and then he was wrongly thrown in prison for something he didn't do. How many of us, as we're going through this process and going through our walk with God, sometimes go through things that are not our fault. Somebody says something to you that's out of line. Somebody who's supposed to be a Christian treats you wrong, talks bad about you, sins against you, okay? Those things are part of the process. Joseph got thrown in a prison for something he didn't do. And sometimes we get imprisoned by the enemy for, you know, for things that we didn't do because he attacks this mind. Even though we, it may be just be thoughts. That's part of the process, right? So, but even so, Joseph obediently and willingly, willingly went through the process. In a subduction zone, the pressure and heat needed to produce diamonds is far less than the other way diamond production. Joseph never fought God's will, but he allowed the subduction zone process to create the environment within him to produce the diamond that God called him to be with less pressure and less heat. Right? And he, and he was even greater. Yes, yes, his father produced the tribes. But, he, but Joseph sustained the tribes. God, because he submitted to the process, the Bible says a man's gift will bring him before great men. Okay? 
Joseph had a gift. He was an awesome administrator, and he was an awesome uh, planner, orchestrator. He, God, that's the way God designed him, okay? And because he allowed God to process him, God was able to take him into Pharaoh's house and make him second to Pharaoh, the leading power at the time. And this Hebrew, who the Egyptians hated, is now second in command to the strongest world power in the world at that time. Okay, but it's because he submitted to the process. Now, that being said, I'm not saying that all of us, if you submit to the process, you're going to be the president, the vice president, okay? But if you will submit to the process, God supernaturally will do supernatural things through your life, okay? And that may look like a lot of different things, okay? There's a purpose for each and every one of our lives, and only God knows the depth of that purpose. We don't know. We may have little snippets that God drops in our mind or he lets us know, but we really don't know the depth of what God's called us to be, okay? So, and some of us are, some of you and some of us, I say us as a whole, are called to some heavy-duty stuff. So that's why the, pre- that's why the process sometimes is so hard because diamonds are a very special thing. They have a lot of capability that they can be used for. And I'm going to get into that right now so that you can understand, okay? Regardless of the process God takes you through, if you allow him to process you, you will become his diamond. You might be asking, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of this process? It can't be just so that I'm a Christian, Right? Because sometimes I think we get, we get caught up in just being a Christian. Like, there's so much more. There's so much more. Yes, we have to serve God, and yes, it's a process, and, it's a, and sometimes it's hard to serve God. You know, when you're going through the process, you want to throw in the towel. You want to be like, God... I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through the process. And we whine like little kids. You know, I'm just being real. That's one thing about me that if you don't know, you'll find out I'm real regardless of what people think. I do my best to, to just be straight out and honest because you know what? People have a lot more respect for you if you're just real. Because and, and I've learned this through the school of hard knocks out on the street. Because if you try to fake the funk in the street, people will see right through you and they will chew you up and spit you out. Okay? And I've learned that, right? The hard, not the hard way because I've never tried to be fake out on the streets. That's one thing I knew from the get-go. Like, God, you called me out here to minister to the people out on the streets. I cannot be fraudulent because they'll see right through me. But you know what? If we'll be real with ourselves and real with God, then that's when he'll be able to do marvelous things, okay? But God has a purpose. Diamonds are used for a lot of tasks. And one of the main tasks they're used for is for jewelry, okay? And I want you to think about it, okay? When you see, when you find out somebody's getting married, okay, and homeboy bought old girl, a beautiful diamond ring. What's the first thing you notice? That that thing sparkles. 
And sometimes you can be standing across the room and the light will hit that thing and you'll see it from across the room. And you're like, dang, that thing's huge. Right? Or if you're Lily, you're, you'll say, that's it? Okay? <laughs> yeah. I, we're, I'm laughing because <laughs> when, when Jackie and Roger got married, Jackie was showing Lily her diamond ring and she was like, that's all he got you? Okay, she's a, she, I love her. She's just, she's just straight up and honest, okay? But, <laughs> gotta love kids, man. There's no, there's no fraudulency with them. But, God, right? And that's the first thing we notice, okay? And what is, and in jewelry, what is, what, diamonds do three things, okay? They reflect, they refract, and they disperse, okay? Reflection is obviously pretty self-explanatory. The light comes in and it reflects out. But huh, refraction is a little bit different. It's similar to reflection, but it's, it's a little bit different, okay? It basically, it hits and bounces off, okay? But if the diamond is cut too shallow, which means it too kind of, I guess the word is too small, but too shallow is the way they described it. It goes in the diamond and down, out of the diamond, down to the ground. If it's cut too deep, it goes into the diamond and out. But when it's cut just right, it goes in, reflects out, and reflects back up. Okay? That's what God wants for us to do. He wants us refract, to refract back unto him. He wants the light of God to come into us, shine out, and shine back up to him to bring him glory. That's the purpose. And that's why, we're, that's why we go through the process to become diamonds. So that we can, when the light of Jesus hits us, it can reflect and it can refract out to the world and back up to God to bring him glory. Because what's the purpose Okay, the purpose is for us to bring God glory, right? That's that God created us to not only to have fellowship with him, but to be his witness. Because, and my dad's said it so many times, Jesus is the answer for the sinner, but we, the church, are the answer for the world, okay? So God, and, and the last part is dispersion, okay? which is when the light comes in and it disperses, and that's what they, and this, this made me want to shout, okay? When that light comes in and it disperses out of that diamond, it's called fire. It's called the fire of the diamond. So you all know you've seen a beautiful diamond when you look at it and, the, and that light reflects, refracts, and disperses, you see beautiful colors. And I learned something through my research. A prism, which is a three-sided shape, okay, which Father, Son, Holy Ghost, three-sided, okay, Trinity. When the light reflects out of that, it goes from just being a pure white light to being a rainbow, okay? That's why whenever, and it happens with water, for the purpose that God did, um, he made that promise to Abraham, but when that hits the prism, that's why that, when the water hits, it reflects that light, and that's why you see a rainbow, because it's dispersing that light. 
And we're supposed to disperse the gospel, which is what is the gospel, the light of Christ, the good news. We're supposed to disperse that, reflect it, and refract it, right? When people look at you, they should see Jesus. They should see the light of Christ. They should see his reflection. Our heart and our life is supposed to be like a mirror so that when people look in, that they not only see their lost condition, but they see Jesus. That's what we're called to be, right? We're called to be a diamond that reflects the light of Christ. But diamonds are also used for another purpose. They're also used as tools, okay? Diamonds are some of the hardest and strongest material that is used in tools, okay? It's used in cutting blades. Grab my notes and just walk around a little bit because I like to be on the move. Diamonds <clears throat> are used as tools. They're used in diamond drill bits, diamond grinding wheels, diamond polishing wheels, and diamond cutting wheels. But they're also used in the medical field as blades. Okay? Now, why would God, why, and I was like, okay, Lord, we are called to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus came, and if Jesus is living in us, that's what we're called to do. And sometimes when you're dealing with brokenhearted people, you got to pull out that diamond scalpel, or you got to be a diamond scalpel that has to cut some things out or cut some things off or cut through some junk, right? Okay? That's what God's called us to be. He's called us to be not only a jewel that reflects him, but he's called us to be a tool, a tool that can do his will, okay? Now, this is something that I found out that is interesting. If at any point the condition, the conditions, I use that plural, change, the process will stop. And if the right conditions do not return, the process will end. And it will revert back to where it was and become graphite. Okay? Now, talking about conditions, okay? In the natural, to a degree, we're a lot of times in ability, we have the ability to control the conditions right? Think about in the most simple boiled down form, because I'm simple-minded, okay? So that, it helps me to understand. You go in your house, and your house is hot, what do you do? You turn on the air conditioner, and it conditions that air to be cooler. Or if it's, if it's too cold, you turn on the heater, and it conditions that air to be warmer, okay? We like to be in control of the conditions, and I'm as guilty as anybody because, and God has supernaturally pressured this out of, and heated this out of my life. But for a long time, when I didn't like something, I would find another way. If I got, I'm t and my wife's going to laugh and she'll tell you, when I would, my boss would come at me at work, I would go home and say, I'm going to quit. Forget this guy. I'm going to quit. 
I'm going to go find me another job. And you know, as a matter of fact, I can go find another job making more money. Okay? <laughs> right? That's what we say. Or, 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 whoa. Somebody upsets us in church, and we're like, you know what? I'm going to leave that church. There's a better church down the road. There's, you know, or, you know what? I'm just going to stay home and listen to this man of God from YouTube. And I am not saying you cannot, not, okay? Because there is good stuff out there. Praise God, we're all able to, if you want to, watch what's going on in Bonifay through social media, okay? not knocking it, but there's a lot of times that we go and try to find another way or another word or another church or another job or another whatever instead of just dealing and flowing with what we're in right now. Because the Bible says God calls things that are not as though they were. You may not be the diamond that he's called you to be right now, but you will be, okay? And you may look at the process, and a lot of times we look at the process, and we're going through the process like this, which is the way God designed it, because we have to rely on him. That carbon can't see the process. It's not, I mean, you know, it can't see what's going on. It just goes with the process, that's what God's called us to do. Just go with the process. It's much easier on you when you just go with the process, okay? <clears throat> so, but don't try to change the conditions, okay? You know, oh, we, we have, yo, man. I'm going to tell on myself, okay? No, th- and this is... And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. So I'm going to tell you, and this is going to be tough because I don't, I don't like talking about like deep personal stuff with me. Um, just because it, sometimes people don't know how to take it. But you know what? I believe that God's going to get the glory. Okay. So. And I'm probably going to cry. So just just bear with me. Because I'm a crybaby, okay? By the Holy Ghost and by time, like, God's helped me to draw it back a little bit. But I used to. When I would go minister to people, I couldn't even talk. <laughs> okay? I'm not that bad anymore. But, okay? But I want to I share with you something because God has been taking me through this process. God has been showing me, you know what? You're my son. And I've got something that I want you to be, but if you continue trying to go your own route, you're not going to be everything that I've called you to be. So I'm like, okay, Lord. You know, I see my dad and my brother up here, and um, they're, <laughs> they're charismatic, okay? They're great musicians, and they're great singers, and uh, they're on the forefront, okay? And a lot of times, I'm kind of hidden in the back. And you know, they do the ministries that are on the forefront, 
And a lot of times, unless you go out on the street, you don't see what goes on. And sometimes you feel, I'll use the word invisible, but that's not always the right, that's not really the right word. You feel like you're, I felt like I was hiding behind their shadow. And, um, oh, I got mad. I let that take root and go down deep. I was jealous, so jealous. Soon it, uh, I saw Cameron start getting used. I'm just being straight and real with you, okay? Because we allow things in our life, and um, it stifles what God wants to do. We allow things in our life to change the conditions of what God wants to do. And I'm hoping that through me sharing this that somebody will get set free from that, okay? Um, we, so I, I got upset, and Cameron doesn't even know this, okay? I haven't even told him this. This is the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God put it, when I was up here, the Spirit of God told me to share it. And so I got, I got, he started getting used in the youth. Hmm. I got upset. I was like, Lord, I've been on the, I've been pounding the pavement on the streets for years, and they never asked me to go preach in the youth. And I'm not saying this to say, come and have me preach in the youth, okay? God delivered me from that. I'm just being real, okay? And then I saw him starting to lead worship. And, oh, that just added fuel to a burning fire, okay? And I got even more jealous and more angry and more upset. And so you know what I did? I separated myself from him. We worked together, okay? We work together. We literally, I sit here, and he sits right there, okay? And uh, so I, I and, it, and this went on for some time, okay? For probably like a year and a half. And I didn't say nothing to nobody. I, well, I did share things with my wife. And you know what I started to do? I started to reflect the darkness because when you look at a diamond up to a dark background you see dark spots they don't reflect the light the same way when the lights all around a diamond it reflects special compared to when it's put up against a dark background so I, I started to draw back into a dark place to the place that I didn't even want to serve God anymore I was like, you know what, God? <laughs> you have no purpose for me. You have no need for me to do anything. You got those two. They can handle business. They can find somebody to play the drums. They can find somebody to hit the streets. I'm telling you, that's how I felt. That's what I was saying in my heart unto God. And I kicked back off of my praying, off of my praying and off of my reading the word. And I felt like I was drowning and felt like I was being suffocated because the devil was trying to suck the life of God out of my life. And you know what? He's trying to, he's trying to do that to this whole world and especially us that are in Christ because he wants to destroy you. And so I was like, okay. 
And I, so I drew back. I separated myself. I stopped going to lunch with him. <laughs> I even stopped talking to him. Because me and Cameron are pretty close, okay? We butt heads, but we're very close. And so I just started, and I, and I, and I did it consciously. I chose to do it. But God began to deal. He began to put the, the gas on me. He began to pressure me through my job, through situations in my mind, situations with my family, you know. I, I, I was like, God, there's so many things that I need, but I feel like you don't even care about me. And now, some of this is all part of the process, okay? Because God's trying to push that junk out of you. Trying, he has to squeeze that stuff out of that coal for it to become pure carbon, okay? And so, back probably, probably two years ago, I had gone through a week of fasting and prayer. And the Lord impressed two things on my heart. One of them, he told me, you need to go home and you need to wash your wife's feet. And I was like, that's easy. I love my wife. You know, even though she makes me mad sometimes, <laughs> just like we all do with our spouses, okay? I was like, that's easy. I love her. And he said, and I want you to wash your brother's feet. And I said, okay, God, I'll do it. But I just continued to make excuses why I couldn't do it. Oh, he's busy. Oh, I can't get a hold of him. Oh, whatever, which is baloney. But continued to make excuses. And the more, the more and more that God had him do, the more I felt the desire to do this. And, to, to, and the devil was just putting his weight on me. But you know what? We came in to break through, and I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even want to come. I was like, I'm going to figure out a way that I have to work out of town. I'm serious, okay? Because I do service work, okay? I do repairs. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to plan a trip during that week so that I'm gone. And the Lord was like, no, you're not. He made it so that I was here, Okay? And I don't even remember what service it was. I don't. The Spirit of God had, that Thursday night before Jared even started preaching, Spirit of God just started to break that, okay? And fast forward, I forget which service it was, but I was sitting on the drums, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me, and he said, you need to do what I've told you to do. You already know, and you need to do it. And, and that flesh in me was like, don't do it. You're going to look like an idiot. But the Spirit of God was like, you want liberty from that? You want freedom? You want to be up here shouting and jumping and dancing like everybody else? You need to do what I told you to do. So I went back in that closet in there. And there was no buckets like we normally use. So I grabbed a tra I went to the backpack and I grabbed the trash can. Okay, it had a bunch of stuff in it. I dumped it out. 
and you know it was too big to put under the faucet so i'm looking around everybody had water bottles so i collected like five or six water bottles and began to pour that into there and i took it and he was up here on the base and i did what god told me to do and when i did that i felt that thing just begin to okay and god set me free okay because you know what? God uses us all in different capacities, okay? And just because you're not up here on the platform singing. And now here's the funny thing. I'm still on the platform, okay? You can still see me. There's a big old glass window that you can still see me. But the devil had me convinced that, that I was invisible. And God just broke that in me. And he put a love down in my heart for my bro- for my brother, which should which should always be there, but we all know how it goes, okay. But he put a special love in my heart for him, because you know what, the whole time, oh, the whole time that I was going through this and I was angry and hurt and over nothing, but I was angry and hurt and all this stuff. You know what? Every time I would talk to Cameron, you know what he would say? Oh man, me and Francis have been praying for you. And I wanted to tell him, shut up, (laughs) shut up. I don't want to hear that. But that was God's way of saying, even though you're trying to circumvent my processing of you, you can't run from my process. You have to go through my process. And you know what? When we were out there by the fire and we threw stuff in the fire, when I did that, oh, it hurt. It hurt. But you know what? That was that pressure and that heat pressuring that what was within me to become what God wants me to be. And that's what all of us go through. Okay? I just wanted to share that because you know what? A lot of times we have jealousy. We look at other people being blessed, used, whatever the case may be, and we get jealous or we get angry or we let all these stupid emotions come. And I'm not discounting emotions, okay? I know that we go through things and things happen, and but we allow the devil to to amplify things you know somebody doesn't give you a hug and you're like they hate my guts they don't want nothing to do with me and that's a lie that's a lie from the devil okay because people do love you everybody in this house we all love each other we're family okay and you know what families do Um, I mean, godly, I'll say godly families because I know not all families do this. Uh, Families that aren't serving God instead of, they talk things out a different way with their fists sometimes, okay? But when your family, if you got a problem with your brother or your sister, what do you do? You go to them and you tell them. You go to them and say, Gabe, I'm sorry, but you said this to me and it made me angry. And so, you know, please, please forgive me. And you know what happens? Those things are never allowed to take root when you do it that way. But we don't do that. And I don't know why. Because it's so much harder to go through the process. Just just go and talk to somebody. If somebody offends you, go deal with it. Don't ignore it. Don't try to, don't by your actions feed it. Cut it off. You know, deal with it because you're just going to add way more pressure and process to your life, okay? 
Don't try to change the conditions. Don't try to cheat the process. Follow the process. I want to read something to you in the book of um, 2 Corinthians. This ain't even in my notes. I'm just going to share this with you. And I'm just going to tell you all that right now was not in my notes. So that's the Holy Ghost. That's for somebody. You know, and I don't know who, and that doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter for me, you know, to share it. But I want, because, you know, I want God to get glory out of my life. You know, because that is a lot of times why God is not able to do what he wants to do through you. Because we harbor things. We harbor bitterness and unforgiveness. And you wonder why you're always in pain. The Bible says that when we harbor bitterness and unforgiveness, that it rots your bones. I'm going to share, I'm going to share something, okay? And I'm not going to go detail, but I'm going to share something with you. I had, after retreat, I had a dream about a family member. And in my dream, they were extremely sick. And I knew from the dream, the reason why they were sick is because they have bitterness and unforgiveness in their heart. I know that for a fact by the Holy Ghost. And, you know, I don't, all, I mean, in that moment, I didn't, sh- I was in the middle of the night, so I didn't share anything with, with my wife. But the ne- that next day, we came home, came home from work and we're talking, and I shared with her that dream, and she started crying. And she said, I had the exact same dream. Bitterness and unforgiveness will rot your bones. God uses that as a harsh pressuring, okay? And the Bible says if, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm on this, but I'm just going to roll with it. The Bible says in Matthew that if you don't forgive, how can you be forgiven? The Bible says if you hate your brother whom you have seen, how can you love your God whom you haven't seen? You cannot effectively love God if you've got hate in your heart or if you've got unforgiveness. You can't. Because what, because what happens? That It's like venom. When you've got that in your heart and you talk to people, that's what comes out. And it poisons them. It's like a snake biting somebody, a venomous snake at least. It poisons us. God don't want that. And you don't want that. Okay? But in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, For he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I gather glory in infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take, verse 10, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and er, persecutions, I'm sorry, in distress for Christ's sake, for, I, for when I am weak, that I am strong. Okay? How does a rock that's carved out of the earth achieve such brilliance? A natural diamond is actually not as shiny as you might think. All that sparkle depends on how the stone is cut and how the light hits it. Diamonds have to be cut to be in beautiful shapes. Okay? 
God has to do some cutting on us, okay? Because he's a master surgeon. And But you know what's so beautiful? Not only is he a master surgeon, but he's the great physician. He's a master craftsman. He's the grand orchestrator, okay? Let God do some cutting on you. Let God do some spiritual surgery, okay? Because I know that every single one of us at different points in our life or in different ways have things that we got to let God into. Everybody's got those rooms that we got to let God have access to. From the pulpit to the back of the church, it's the same across the board, okay? Let God do that spiritual surgery in your life. Let God minister to your life. Let him make you a diamond. Okay? Because diamonds are way cooler than hunks of carbon. It is what it is. When you see somebody somebody preaching the gospel and just being powerfully used by God, there's a story there of the process. Okay? And God wants to use each and every single person in this house to do his will and to minister. Ministry is not just behind the pulpit. Ministries out there on the streets, ministries teaching the kids, ministries a lot of different things. Let God do what the process he wants to do in your life. Cuz he's given us a promise. We're going through the process and it's for a purpose. Okay? Sister Lupe, would you come up here? I know it's late. But you know what? I don't ever like to miss an opportunity to let people talk to God. Because you know what? You hear his, we hear his word and we hear what his desire is for our lives. And he gives us the opportunity to come to the meeting place and let him do some, some work on us. So if anything that I said ministered to your life, Come down here. Cry out to God. Let him do that healing work because he does a much better job than we do. Let him talk to you. Because a lot of times I feel like we, God wants to talk to us. He wants to share with you what his plan is and what his desire and his will is for your life. But we don't, we, a lot of times we don't like to take the time to get down and hear him. God wants to talk to you. He loves you. He shed his blood on the cross so that you can become like him.